Dad, I have a question. What is the sharing economy? Hi, everybody. I'm Spencer. And I'm Luke. Welcome to our podcast. Um, What is the sharing economy? Okay, so the sharing economy refers to types of companies that uh, take people's stuff, their houses, their cars, their their offices, and they share them with other people for a fee. So um, it's frequently Which referred. The company gets the fee, or the people. Get uh, the, the, you, well, so either the both the people get the fee, and usually there's a company in the middle. So um, I'll give you some examples. Wait, but does that mean that? Sorry, but for That's the okay. money, the company um, does the company pay the person to rent out their house, and then they get the money from renting it to another person. Uh, yes. Okay. So so the best probably the best example is Uber, right? And you 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 want you describe how Uber works. Okay. Um, Uber is a is is like it's an app you can get on your phone, and then someone's car, someone drives a car, a driver kind of like a taxi, mm-hmm. comes for you and picks you up and drives you somewhere. Exactly. And so you pay. Uh, if you're the the rider, pays Uber, which pays the driver, yeah. right? And so this is a perfect example of the sharing economy because um, it, the uh, the driver is just a person, right, with their car. It's their it's their personal car. Yeah. Right, so that's a, a good example of the sharing economy, right? Um, and that is different from traditional taxi cabs where they're owned by a taxi cab like company. Like they go to work and it's like exactly. a taxi cab company and like, you know, they like work at a computer sometimes at like a desk and stuff. Exactly. So I think, let's give a couple other examples. Um, I think one of the, perhaps the most other, second most prominent example is probably Airbnb. And you, I don't know if you know what Airbnb is. I, Have I you think heard it's that? a hotel service, but I'm not sure. Sort of, yeah. What Airbnb is, is it lets people rent out their house or a room in their house to somebody else. So you go onto Airbnb and you're like, I want to stay in San Francisco. And you'll see, well, you know, here is this guy's that sounds spare room yeah. or this guy's apartment or this guy's, you know, uh, entire house. That sounds way better than a normal hotel. Why? Because like, well, a it's like a house, like a like oh, mm-hmm. well, like even if it's just a room in the house, it's meant to be like a room that someone sleeps in. While a hotel, it was an empty room, and then they just like they put stuff in it, right? So like there might be like a kitchen, but it won't be like a okay food kitchen. But also, I think that the it might not be as expensive. Yes. Okay. Good. So that's my my question for you is what are the pros and cons of the sharing economy? And one of the pro is that typically, what this stuff is this cheaper. Stuff is cheaper. Yeah. Like Love Uber, it. for example, is typically cheaper than um, uh, you know a regular taxi yeah. and. Airbnb and is why t- is that? Okay, well, what, you t- why do you think it is? Remember our episode on supply and demand. What, what affects price? Supply and demand. Yeah, and when you have, a, to get a lower price, you need what with supply? Um, you need supply to go up. Right, so let's think, let's think for a second about Airbnb, okay? Let's say um, you wanted to go to New York City um, uh, during um, July 4th, okay, which is a really, a really high demand date. Okay. Especially for New York. In New York, okay. And there are only, whatever, 500 hotels in New York. There's oh, fixed supply. Right, 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 so right. what do the hotels do when there's high demand and fixed and supply? And by the way, um, if you want to learn about, like, if you, look, obviously you can listen to the supply and demand thing, but the co- the cover photo for the supply and demand is a great, is great at explaining it to you if you look at it closely, like, 
fixed supply or fixed demand or something like that. You're right. It the, helps explain that to you really well. It does. So, so you can take a look at that after this and see what we mean. So when there's a lot of demand for hotel rooms in, in New York for a particular date, the price goes up, right? Because, because there's Because fixed if they supply. make it more expensive, then less people will do it. So then there will be more space for okay. people. Okay, but in addition to all those fixed number of hotel rooms, what is there a lot of in New York? There are a lot of apartments yeah. that people... There are a lot of houses. Houses that are sometimes empty that people are willing to rent out. So what happens is those people list their units on Airbnb. And so one of the advantages of the sharing economy is it creates supply yeah. and lowers price for people. Because there's more, there's more houses, so the there's more houses and and apartments and um like hotels. I say that with like finger mm -hmm. quotes because it's like technically a hotel. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, so the supply the supply of hotels goes up, which is good because the supply of people also went up. Exactly. Um, the demand goes down, which is good because if the demand was too high, then nobody would be able to find a place in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, and the because there's more hotels and because there's more sorry because there's more apartments and houses mm -hmm. in the sharing economy mm -hmm. the price goes down exactly so uber's a perfect example here because there's let wait there's well, sorry yeah. there's less demand there's less demand because there's so much space well not really less demand yeah. it's the same amount of demand there's a lot of demand not but, no, like plenty of supply yes so but the price more goes supply down. comes online yeah because of this. So Uber is a perfect example. When, let's say, um, uh, when, um, you know, something happens in a city, like there's a, a concert, okay, all of a sudden there's a lot more demand for cars and Uber yeah. sends a message to all their drivers that are sitting at home or at their other jobs or whatever and says, hey, um, prices are going up, please get in your cars and start driving. And that aspect of the sharing economy creates more supply when there's high demand, and that helps create supply, which brings prices down. So that's one of the big advantages of the sharing economy. I'm hearing a lot about the pros. What about the cons? <laughs> okay, so there are also cons. You tell me, what's it? what do you think, how would you feel about going to a stranger's apartment in New York and just staying there on, maybe on his couch? Kind of creepy. Kind of creepy, right? <laughs> how about getting in a stranger's car with Uber? It's interesting because that would be creepy to someone who's never done it before. But like, I I'm, I'm just thinking like in a hundred years, if the sharing economy gets like way bigger, mm -hmm. it might not be that weird to sleep on the guy's couch anymore. Because think about it, getting into a stranger's car, letting them drive you to some place, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, that seems kind of dangerous. But like, at but at this point, we're, we're just, getting. We're, we're getting, fine with that. We're getting more used to it. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. And, and Airbnb. So, so what Airbnb and Uber have both, what have they done to try to, to, to mitigate this, this, this challenge for them to, to try to reduce the negative of that aspect of the creepiness? Well, I think that they might, so they, rent, they rent out the houses from the people, right? The Airbnb. Well, not really. You're sort of renting it directly from the yeah. person. What, do, what happens when we get out of the Uber? We get a message from Uber that says... That they drove. That yeah, they drove it says there? we should give stars. Oh, like ratings. Ratings. Okay, so so one of the ways that that these sharing economy services try to standardize um, the quality of their product is through ratings and 
through uh, people, how, what, what people think of it. Exactly. And they have guarantees and they have like assurances. And like if, there, like if there's some problem with your Airbnb, they pay you for it. There's like an insurance product that right. they have. So, so, so these are ways that some of the sharing economy companies have tried to overcome that negative. What's another uh, – the, the negative of like the creepiness. What's another possible negative? Who is a uh, – who's a big loser in that case with hotels, with Airbnb? Um, let's say um, all of a sudden, you know, a lot of people list their apartment. Who, 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 you know, who's, who loses in that scenario? Hotels. Hotels, exactly, right? So a negative of the sharing economy is the traditional companies, whether it's taxi cabs in the case of Uber or hotels like in the, the case of Airbnb. companies. Those, yeah, those <laughs> actual companies, they're not so happy about it. And, and in fact... And the point, and you can, see, you can see that very clearly. For example, there's like, like, I've never been in a taxi in Los Angeles, Right, but like I've been in plenty of Ubers with you. Yeah, so it's it's certainly hurting the tra- the traditional taxi cab companies. So so here's what's interesting, Luke. Actually, a lot of cities, including New York, have actually passed regulations saying against the sharing economy. against the sharing economy, either limiting the number of Ubers or saying that there can't be Airbnbs or like the number of Airbnbs. Exactly. In fact, Airbnbs are actually currently in many cities are are, are outlawed. Really? Including in, in New York in certain cases. What about cases. In, in LA? They're not. I, I think they're allowed in LA, but I think there are certain restrictions. I don't know for sure. Right. But this is a, a, a big issue with the sharing economy that the traditional companies are, you know, are, are kind of fighting back, if you will. Um, let me just give you a couple more examples of other sharing economy companies before we wrap up. Um, uh, lending. Here's a, here's a good one. We've, we talked in the bank episode about how you go to a bank to borrow money, right? Listen to our bank episode. <laughs> Listen to our bank episode. Um, what's another uh, another way that that the sharing economy works is peer-to-peer lending. So people-to-people People-to-people. Yeah, actually, that's an important term. Sorry, that's a, a key term that's always associated with sharing economy is P2P. P and then the number two and then P. P2P means peer-to-peer. Yeah, if you end up research, if you end up researching more about this, which you should, it, it's it will be fun. You might you you you'll see that word a lot. I've I've seen it before. You've seen P two P. Yeah. So P two P lending. You can go to a company like Lending Club or Prosper, and you can go on to Prosper right now. It's a website, and you can say, "I want to borrow ten thousand dollars to create a lemonade stand." Yeah. And there'll be there'll be some guy out there or or woman. Banks, banks. That sounds like banks. It sounds like banks, right? But also peer to peer is do it. So you go to Prosper and you can borrow ten thousand dollars from other people. And 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 they, you know. So the hotels of this Airbnb would be the bank. Exactly, exactly. Which is what's, who's losing? Those are the ones who are losing. So peer to peer lending is a big a big thing, and again, the, the the platforms like Prosper and Lending Club have tried to create standards and assurances and guarantees to try to you know overcome some of the challenges of it. And again, in this case, yeah, a negative is regulation, like the the government the people saying that they can't do that. Yeah. So so the question is like, should it be allowed? And obviously the banks try to make it not allowed because it's bad and, for them. But like it's kind of hard for them to do that if it's not a website because if it's like a really truly P2P, yeah. then it's like, you know, it's like they can ba- they can basically just say like, like I'm it's legal for me to lend money to another person. <laughs> yeah, but there are all these rules. Yeah. Like it's true. You can go to your buddy and say, hey, can I have 10,000 bucks to start a lending instead? That's allowed. Yeah. But if you do it through one of these platforms, there have to be all these disclosures. And right. so the government can still get involved, even though you're right. It, you'd, you'd think it would be simple. Yeah. Um, another one is, um, is, is crowdfunding. Have you heard the term crowdfunding? Nope. So um, crowdfunding is sort of another version of peer-to-peer lending. You can go to a company like Kickstarter 
or Indiegogo. I've heard of um, Kickstarter. You've heard of Kickstarter? So actually, we, you and I have bought stuff on Kickstarter before. You go to Kickstarter, and do you remember what, it, what happens when, on Kickstarter's website? Sort of, like vaguely. You can see stuff that, um, like, you know, this entrepreneur is trying t- uh, to build, I think, um, didn't we buy that egg that egg sucky oh, thing, remember? Yes, I remember that actually. Do you want to describe what that is real oh, quick? Oh, now I now I remember it. Yeah. Um, sure. It's a device that um sucks the yolks out of eggs right. without getting <laughs> without getting eggshell in the yolk. Right. So this which guy <laughs> worked. It worked a little worked bit. Worked in a half. It worked a little bit. So this guy came up with this idea, um, and he needed money. Uh, his idea was to create a little a little device, a, a household appliance that sucked the yolk out of an egg so that it just has egg whites. You described it perfectly. Yeah. And he could have gone to a bank to go get money to go buy, you know, buy the supplies but to make thousands of But he didn't. He put it on this these. website and it worked because yeah. we, we got it. So we saw right? it on the website and we're like, that's so, cool. So we bought, we paid $5 or something, whatever yeah. it was. Um to to help him get the idea off the ground and he raised i don't know thousands of dollars tens of thousands of dollars to get the idea off the ground Wait, to create the what thing. did we pay him money for to fund his idea or to get one? both both we, we we gave him the money to get the idea off the ground so and we then, funded his idea and he gave us one and then he sent us one once it once yeah. it worked anyway so that's crowdfunding it's another example of the sharing economy um there's lots and lots of other other companies this you know um we work which is which where you can sort of share office space is another example of the sharing economy yeah. um um you know uh um, uh, Grubhub, where people deliver food for you, um, etc. There's there's thousands of startups. I'm that sure are part if of this. you if you start like see if you start like looking for stuff like that, you'll see you'll see sharing economy yeah. everywhere. There's one other benefit which we didn't really cover, which is um, there's a lot of underutilized capacity that gets utilized through like, the sharing economy, like someone's house or so, yeah, exactly, or someone's car. Like most people. Oh, you know, a, good, a really good one. Um, there's a there's a peer to peer car rental service called I think it's Turo, T U R O, which is a great example. Usually, you rent your car from Hertz or Avis or Budget or whatever, right? But this service lets you rent it from an individual, and that's a perfect example. The guy, let's say, let's say you had an extra car in your garage and you didn't, you were going out of town for a month or whatever, and you didn't need it, or you were taking the bus, so you don't need your car anymore. You could rent it out to somebody else, and instead of that car sitting in the garage not being used that extra capacity is utilized through the sharing economy. All right, uh, let's wrap up. I have to say, we should totally get sponsored for like the 18 companies that we've we've like. If you're an executive from Airbnb or Uber (laughs) or Prosper, please send a check to Luke Raskoff. Just kidding, just kidding. Um, All right, uh, summarize. What is the sharing economy, Luke? The sharing economy is a group, kind of like a group of of businesses that um can help you like can help utilize things that like wouldn't be used kind of like you just said um for space for like hotel type things or it could be used like a like bank type substitute or mm-hmm. like anything like grubhub uber or something like that perfect peer-to-peer um, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, and remember, if you listen to this and you have any ideas, you can send them to me on Twitter, um, at yeah. Spencer Raskoff. Please do. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.